I got a story for you. You walk into an accountant's office wondering if he's willing to work, go the extra mile, put in those extra hours. You notice he seems in shape. You wonder if he played some college ball, maybe football. This future accountant was willing to work through and rise above felony charges and losing out on D1 dreams, or at least putting them on pause. But you don't know that. You just see a smile and hear the respect and politeness that you're greeted with. You aren't aware of the life he's lived and his willingness to grind for everything he's ever gotten. But first, a word from today's sponsor, AndrePsyche.com. AndrePsyche.com is the cute, quaint corner store boutique with all sorts of neat and original merchandise you had no idea existed because AndrePsyche.com has been tucked away in the northwest part of the internet. Let me give you a little preview of the plethora of potential purchases available for your perusal. We're talking about literature, clothing, paintings, prints, accessories, music, poetry, or any custom gift that your soul desires. Because Andre, after all, is a freelance creator extraordinaire. Go to AndrePsyche.com. See what speaks to you. Because each and every item has a story behind it. Nothing is made. Everything is created on andrepsyche.com. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. Do us a favor. We need and appreciate your support. So if you would, take a moment right now and push the subscribe button, whether you're listening on Apple or Spotify. Can we ask for one more thing? Please, rate and review the pod, especially if you're listening on Apple. Also, if you haven't already, I guess now we're asking for two things, aren't we? Friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Search us up. It's getting the number two. No, the letter U, pod. And finally, we are looking for sponsors and advertisers. So if you or someone you know has a business or brand and would like to expand your market reach, consider partnering with us. We get to know people from all around the world. The podcast has been downloaded in over 30 countries and the majority, I think 41 at this point, of the states in America. So if you're looking to get more traffic to your site, more followers on your social, more purchases of your product, more clicks on your whatever, just message us. Our advertising rates are extremely reasonable and we would love to partner with you. And now, getting to know you. Getting to know you, getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you, getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely and doggone it. my cup of tea. On today's show. We are getting to know Tyreek. And Tyreek, who just turned 21, is this might not be the best honor you've gotten in the last year, Tyreek, but you are the youngest person to come on this podcast. And I'm so thankful for your time, Tyreek. Thank you so much for uh, coming on, letting people get to know you, man. I appreciate it. Hey, I'm thankful for you, Coach, for even giving me the opportunity to come on your show and your podcast to share my story. Yeah. And um, so as a little bit of background before we get into, <laughs> dude, I was Facebook stalking you like 10 minutes before. And the, dude, the biceps, the six pack, I, I, I remember the smile. I don't remember all the muscles, man. 
I don't, I don't remember this grown man I'm seeing on Facebook, dude. I really don't. It's, it's just all hard work, you know, dedication to my sports and just the lifestyle I want to live. So, and dude, it, it, it shows, man, it shows that you're not one of those guys that is, um, not putting in work like clearly, actually, you know what, man, before we get into us, can you tell me about, because I'm completely ignorant to many of the colleges that are around that kids go to that they have a ton of success. And the background in how I approached you was coach mall, um, who coaches Cape football posted a picture of you. And there were like six different bullet points of what you accomplished in this past year. Can, and I, again, I know you don't like to brag a little bit, but I want them to be your words. Can you tell me or tell listeners a little bit about what you are able to accomplish this past year? Um, this past fall, my freshman year at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey, I was honored and rewarded to be the NJAC Offensive Rookie of the Year, first team all NJAC. I won the defensive, uh, the Division Three Offensive Rookie of the Year in the East, East Atlantic Conference second team. D3 Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yes, sir. And this is where it, as I got older, I realized how stupid I was to think, oh man, you just D3, what's that? But when you get to know some of the dudes in any kind of collegiate athletic, yes, sir. to separate as an offensive rookie of the year, D3, good grief, dude. Good grief. You know, you can do it anywhere. It's always a life-changing opportunity. It's always about what you do when you get the opportunity. What are you going to do with the ball when it's in your hands? Man, see, there it is right there. All right, I don't want to. And to take it even further back, I don't want to get too mad at you for not playing at Cape. Um, and I don't want to be call myself out, although I do believe I was quite an idiot. And I, I, am I remembering this right? I did cut you from basketball, correct? Oh, and I talk about that all the time when people ask me why I didn't play basketball. Oh, God. So I'm the dream <laughs> crusher. Oh, Reek. I say I got cut too many times. But my senior year, I was just like, I just want to focus on football. God, did you actually, did you wind up playing basketball for Woodbridge at all? No, but they wanted me to, but I was, you know, too deep into the game and just wanted to focus on football and get my body right. Gotcha. And did you keep up with wrestling? Cause I knew when I cut, God, I can't even remember why, what did I say? Some BS about you being too small or what? <laughs> yeah, you said I was too short. God, God, see, that's bad coaching. That's a, it's all love coaching. It's all love. Dude, that's bad coaching. I've, I think I've done it. Um, who who did I not play from Woodbridge that I most regret? Scoot. What's his real yeah. name? Trey? Trayvon Trey. Jones? Yeah, yeah. God, that was another dude where I, I'm I'm just trying to learn how to coach. And like Scoop's coming off the bench and dudes are talking about him. And I'm like, what, Scoop? And they're like, nah, coach, you need to play. I just didn't buy in. Oh, regrets. regrets. We grow as time gets as time goes on, we grow, you know? Right. But so the reason I brought that up is because I could see the competitor in you. And I guess I was more of whatever I was focused on. It was clearly wrong. Cause I should have found a way to use you. Um, here's the real question. If you'd have made the beacon boys basketball team, would you have played high school football for Cape? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, the, the reason why I only left Cape was because I wasn't getting the ball. Like I wasn't getting the time. Like I should have, uh... you know, I, I 
you know. Same way in, in uh, my last year, my first year in college, it was the same way. The coaches didn't think I was ready. I came there. The first six games, I didn't start, but I was look, 13 carries, 100 yards, 100 plus yards. Oh, wow. You know? And like, I was going crazy. I was averaging six yards a carry my first year playing college ball. You know? No, I didn't know, man. Wait, so you transferred to this other college? I mean, I didn't really transfer here. I started two years late, but I still, oh. you know, take Bell Tech right now since this COVID is going on. Okay, but when you were saying about that, it happened to you in college again. Because again, dude, I'm completely ignorant to what you've done since I was the idiot that cut you and didn't try to utilize your athleticism and drive. Um, when you left Woodbridge, but and actually, you know what? I should mention that too. Woodbridge, didn't you end your career on a state championship or am I wrong about that? No, you're completely right, coach. I ended <laughs> in your year uh, undefeated, you know, 13 in the state championship, first time in school history, God. you know, bring it to the South. I mean, it was a great feeling, a very great feeling. Dude. And so I taught... What did I, I think I taught five or six years at Woodbridge and I miss it, man, because you don't get that same sense of community in many places. No, it's not. I tell people all the time it's different down there. You know, it's, it's very, it's a very different atmosphere. Dude, it's beautifully different because it's yeah. everything. Like every yeah. possession is everything. Mm-hmm. So then you leave and what did you end with your, what were your high school accolades as you ended? As I ended? Um, yeah. Like, you had to be first state something, right? Yeah, I was first team on state running back. I made the blue and gold rosters. I didn't play in the blue and gold game, actually. But I was an All-American. I played in the All-American Bowl down in Kennesaw, Georgia. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I went to national combines, ran the fastest 40. I had 12 big schools looking at me. I only had one full ride coming out of high school. And that's only because my SATs. If I could tell somebody or the, the, the people in high school, like, take the SAT serious. Dude. So can let me stay on that for a moment with you because I have a theory as a, as a teacher where the state testing is good for our kids but is failing our kids. It's good for the kids because they get reps as they practice for SATs. Right. The problem I see is the scores don't matter to kids. You don't go to summer school. You don't have to take an extra class if you do really bad on your, you know, what what was it? Um, Delaware State, what, DESA? Yeah, yeah, DESA. Yeah, right? Like, did you take that seriously when you were in, like, eighth grade, ninth grade? Or were you just whatever with it? No, nah, I didn't take it serious. I'm going to be honest. I didn't take it serious, even though I should have. Right. You know, and everything matters. Every little thing matters, you know, no matter what it is. The small things leads to a big thing, you know? You never know. Yeah, dude. And I, I see it in so many kids, man. But I mean, you know what it's like. And I kind of remember what it's like to be a 13, 14 year old boy. Like yeah. it, it, you can barely think about the next half hour, let alone what this score might mean on a test that you're not going to see for months. Yeah. So it's hard, man. And I wish more kids would understand if they just learned how to take tests and took it seriously, that they'd be setting themselves up, especially if they have right. aspirations for the SATs, because from everything I understand, man, SATs are a make or break score as you start applying and trying to get these scholarships. 
that's the that's the borderline right there. Either you want it or you don't. You gotta pass that test. So and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but I'm curious, what did you score on the SATs that kind of set you back a little bit? Um, I scored an eight fifty, you know, and that's oh, that's, you're not that stupid, man. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not stupid. Is it that I just didn't take my time, take it serious? Oh. Could have done much better, you know. I was just young, you know, not thinking I was going to be who I am today, mm. you know. So as I look back, you know, that's if there's one thing I could take back is doing that test, taking my time. On. I will do it again. Yeah, man. God. 850. Yeah. Yeah, that's pre-writing too. So that's out of 1600, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, jeepers, dude. Yeah, you're definitely not that kid. I, You can tell right away that number don't represent you. Yeah, at all. Well, my GPA was good. You know, the GPA outweighed my SAT score, I can say. Yeah, right? So, and if any younger kids are listening, um, and hopefully they will, so that is a sliding scale, but some kids take that as a bad thing where they're like, if I just handle my classwork, I can get crappy SAT scores and be fine. <laughs> and it's like, no, dude, you want good in both. <laughs> yes, sir. You want good in both. You know, the books is where it's at. Yeah. Be bookmarked. So tell me a little bit about when you were going to do, and actually, you know what? I need to ask this. What did you run your 40 in? Cause I, I feel like maybe I'm misremembering. I felt like we raced and I beat you. Am I wrong about that? <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. There's no way. <laughs> uh, I actually ran a 4.42 laser at the National Combine I was talking about. Oh Donnie's shout out to National Preps. And that was in my senior year of high school. Like, they couldn't even believe I ran my 40 FS. He made me run it five times. My focus <laughs> was a 4.9. My fastest was a 4.42 laser. Dude, 4.42 is, I mean, that, that's quick, quick. <laughs> that is quick. And then who are you hearing from because of these numbers coming out for you? Um, Temple, West Virginia, um, ECU, University of Delaware, Delaware State, Townsend, Monmouth, uh, Vanderbilt, Kansas. Oh, wow. Um, a lot of D2, Shippensburg, Shepard, all of them guys. Of course, Division Three, Wesley, Mount Union. Uh, it goes on the list. I had a, a lot of mail coming in. <laughs> Winning that state championship kind of put the icing on the cake. Dude, I bet. I bet. Especially again, down at Wood, people don't realize how, even though it's a D2 school for Delaware, like how small Woodbridge is and how country it is. <laughs> you know? well, right <laughs> like people don't realize you drive out there and i mean it's it, it's it's sparse man it's sparse yeah. it's it can be a very it can be very taxing and trying to get kids to get places if they don't have transportation because it's yeah, just exactly. spread out yes sir dude so how what's going into your decision making or did the sats kind of start making the decision for you once those scores came in with all these colleges um, honestly, I, I got in a situation my senior year of high school. This is why, you know, I'm just now in a freshman in college, well, about to be a sophomore. You know, I'm two years behind, actually, to be honest, you know, because I had gotten a little bit of trouble. 
So I had lost my scholarships, you know, lost contacts with some coaches and everything. No, but I ended up bouncing back once everything was was over. Got up with Coach Johnson and one of the coaches at Mount Union. So that's where my decision was out of, Mount Union and William Patterson. Once I was trying to go back to school last year in 2018, 19. And I had no idea that you had a um, situation, man. Did you want to, and you don't have to get into too many details, drop any names or anything, but again, from an advice standpoint, and here's how I would frame it, and you can tell me where I'm wrong. I can't imagine, I cannot imagine, dude, the mountain you are feeling you have climbed. Winning a state title, I mean, like, dude, uh, I'm not trying to put any shade on you or anything, but I imagine you were just feeling yourself as the man at that point. I mean, not like I tell you, Coach. I'm I'm very humble, you know, and I and I know how to handle a winning and a losing situation. Oh, I like it. I don't like to make stuff get over my head because I know it can be taken and lost in a second. Mm. As quick as it can be taken, you know. So I try to stay sane with everything. But when people ask me and I talk to them, I give it as honest as I can. You know, I don't. I just don't. You know, I don't even know how to explain. I'm I'm just humble. I'm very humble. Yeah. Well, and I guess the reason I was thinking is because I would imagine that it would be extremely hard to continue to make good decisions when you're feeling like, not that you've made it, but that you're about to make it. That almost like a dream is realized. And that's right. what I was wondering about when you talk about getting into a bad situation your senior year and some scholarships going away. I was kind of wondering, is that mentality something that played a part in it? Or was it just more of a wrong place, wrong time thing? Um, nah, it was my mentality. I, I would say I let my emotions get the best of me. That's what it was. I was, you know, young, you know, going through some things, you know, and I just let, you know, my anger get the best of me, you know, and... Uh, the bad situation happened, but you know it was a learning situation as well. Even though it was bad, it was also had its good in it because I was able to sit down and think as, think about my life ahead. You know, I had a little one on the way at the time. Even though he was born when I came home, it's like I'm in there thinking I'm 18, 17, thinking like. And this one I want to do all my life, be in trouble in and out of the system. Mm. You know, living a regular life or an average life like everybody else, or do I want to be the icebreaker, you know, and change people's lives, change my own life, you know, help my family, help the community, you know, and just be the best man I can be. So I was able to sit down and think about that, you know, and get my life together during that time as well. And that's when, you know, that hunger well, it's always been in me, but I feel like when I got in trouble, it triggered me a lot more to do better and go chase my dreams harder once I was able to be free again. Oh my God, dude. I didn't realize that. So you you were arrested for something, huh? Yes. God, dude. See, Shawana told me that too, man. And it's, it, it's I don't know. I, like my mind immediately goes to the solution and prevention as to what could be done to help young men like yourself avoid that 
because it's a pitfall. It's right. a pitfall. You lose all sorts of opportunities. Now, at the same time, you're spinning it into a positive, which is a great mentality. Yeah. But you you don't want to have to spin it to a positive. You just want to get to the positive. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right? I, like, like straight line running is quicker. I don't want to have to make three moves, man. I want to just get to the goal line. And my mind immediately goes to, I just, I, I hate to hear that opportunities are lost because of a poor choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you know, it's all like we need positive role models, positive guidance, idols, you know, that can help the youth stay out of trouble, you know, and think about life different. Man, and how talk a little bit about because I couldn't imagine, dude, again, and I, I'm going to gas you up because I would I'm going with my own personality where I would want to be gassed up if I was Mr. 4-4, Mr. State Champ, Mr. First Team All-State. Like like if I'm that dude, I'm going nuts. And then to have the opportunities I'm hoping for taken away, I would go as as a person, I would go to a very dark place. And I'm kind of wondering how you dealt with that and how you stayed on your grind, dude, how you just didn't let it beat you. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm I just want to, you know, make a change. Like that's that's always been my dream to make a change and make it to the NFL. Like I bet if we take or ask one of my elementary teachers to take an old assignment, I guarantee <laughs> say something about making it to the NFL and playing football on Sundays. Cause you know that's always been my dream, but that's not the only thing I want to do. You know, I want to touch people hearts you know inspire others you know to do great because i've been in those situations but i ain't been in the worst situation but i've been in a situation enough to mold other other people not just black people not just black youth other youth as well you know what i mean oh dude yeah because dude you don't have to be black to make a bad choice white people make bad choices all the time like like kids make bad grown men who are maturing adolescents make terrible choices all the time yes sir and you know who most adolescents look up to kind of like what you were saying the dude who gets the ball and gets the carries and produces (laughs) Yeah. right like i mean dude don't nobody care about your color they care about your number and your jersey when you're putting up numbers no, dude, I, I think that's a great point. It's not just a black thing. It's just more of a youth. And yeah. honestly, more, I've always looked at it as more of a, and I'm not saying you, you were coming from poverty because I honestly don't know that about you, but I've always thought of it more as a, if you're growing up in poverty. So me, I, I grew up in a trailer park right across from school, cool springs. It butted up to Belltown. It was tall pines. Coach Mall actually grew up in the same trailer park. Okay. And like, you just got to overcome poverty, man. Poverty is the real, it, I, I know race is an issue, but poverty is the real, real issue that is separating people because it you, you have less opportunities. Right. That's that's true. But now I, I come from poverty as well. I'm actually from Coverdale Crossroads down in Bridgeville, Delaware. That's where my family is from in Slaughter Neck. You know, okay. that, that, those two places is in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, life, is, it's been hard, you know, but it's getting better. It was hard coming up, but everything is elevating and changing, you know, because I'm starting to make the right choices and surround myself with the right people. 
I think you said it right there, dude. And I'm interested in how do you start, because we've all had some friends that we just knew probably making bad choices. And mm-hmm. and you and I are probably pretty similar in the fact that we are um, futuristic minded. Like we have goals. You seem like you have goals. I yes, always sir. I always had goals. But I always had a couple boys I might have been too loyal to for a little too long. And I'm, again, not trying to throw shade on anybody, but I'm just kind of curious if you could speak a little bit to choosing friends and your thought process, mentality, maybe even something as simple as I'm not getting in that car tonight or I'm not going to that spot tonight. I'm going I'm to call it a day, man. I'll get up with you tomorrow kind of a thing. If you could just – I'm wondering if that's something that you've had to go through with what you're talking about. Hey, you hit that right on the spot, Coach. And that's another thing I had to learn. You know, choose the people that I surround myself with and make my circle a little tighter. Mm. You, that was definitely a part of my decision making. You know, I had to choose the right friends to be around. Now I'm just working, want to be around people with the same mindset as me, the same drive and desire as, as I have. They don't have to have the same dreams, just the work ethic, you know, want to be on the right track, not doing the wrong things anymore because, you know, you time is the, you know, is the most expensive thing you can give somebody or spend with somebody. So I try to use my 24 hours working on my dream, perfecting my craft, whatever it is, even if it's football, take being a father, um, music, whatever. Oh, work, stop. I, stop. I, you're not, you're not musical too. That would just oh, be unfair, Tyreek. Tyreek, do not tell me you were musical. Yeah, I'm going to hate you. I, <laughs> I am. You know I've been playing the drums and in band since ooh, elementary school, but I do have plans on starting a record label. I'm studying accounting, and I'm majoring in accounting in college right now. But that's my first business I want to own. Dude, I love it. I'm I'm gonna make it. I just made a note, so I take notes while we're speaking, so I can timestamp this and remind myself because my mind tends to go a million miles an hour, and <laughs> yeah. you, you're too talented for me to keep up with, man. Good lord, boy! Majoring in accountant, hoping to do the business, and then actually have the music. God, yes, sir. But before I pivot too much, man, and I love what you said right there with with work ethic. And one of the first hardest choices I had to make as an adolescent growing up, so I had to enroll into the National Guard in hopes of getting to college. I had no no sort of athleticism. I had no sort of money. I had no sort of hope. I had no sort of SATs. I actually think, dude, I might have – God, I'd have to look. I think I might have got an 880 on my SATs, dude, if that tells you where I'm at. And now I have a doctorate degree. <laughs> but, you know, like – dude, that work ethic. We were just – no, dude, 100%, right? Like, dude, the score doesn't mean you're stupid. It just means you were yeah. stupid that day or you were stupid exactly. in your preparation. Um, yes, but I might have also had an 840. So I think you might have beat me. I can't remember what I got because the score was so bad. But I do remember one of the first hard choices when I was growing up was having to cut ties with my friends who would always try to convince me to call in from work. Mm. And I had a 6 a.m. wake up, or I had to be at work by 6 a.m. So I had a 5 a.m. wake up where I had to be somewhere and it was just me. Like they trusted me with the keys. And that was the first time where I was like, if I don't make the coffee, if I don't start the bacon, if I don't pick up the tabs, if I'm not doing the silverware, and it was in a restaurant, you know, but 
to me, I couldn't believe that they trusted me with that as I think I was 18 or 19 at the time waiting mm-hmm. to go to the army. And my boys were constantly like, no, nah, man, you can stay out. Dude, just call in, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to, I had to say, I'm sorry, guys. Like, like fell, I'm, I'm not doing that, man. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm moving forward. So I'm curious if you've had a couple of those that you could kind of talk a little bit about where you were looking for maybe more specifics that people who are listening can be like, Oh man, if my friends are saying this, it could lead to a bad situation kind of a thing. Right. Just like you was talking with the work situation, you got some friends that want you to hang out, party all night. You know, you just got to be that one person or that person to say no and, you know, know what's best for you in, in this situation. Just like with, with college, people wanted me to go to parties and all this all night. When I know I got to study, you got tests, you got class tomorrow in the morning, you got football practice, you got meetings. You know, I'm going to be tired if I go out partying all night. I'm not even a big partier. That's the thing. So Right. Dude, people underestimate good sleep and tiredness, man. Oh, no, you need that sleep. That sleep plays a big role in everything you do. You know, but I had to cut ties with friends, you know, close family members, everything. You know, is you always want to make the best choice for you and your family and, you know, your loved ones. Even though it may be hard sometimes, you got to do what's best for you. Yeah, right. And you just hope that they can understand that it's not a personal thing as far as you don't like them. It's a personal thing as far as you just trying to better yourself. It's my life, right? Like yeah. I, I, I'm not trying to like, what is the future if all we do is hang out till blank a.m.? <laughs> we ain't going to never make it because we're spending our time, our time hanging out, not putting in no work. Right. Yeah, man. And that's and that's one of the I feel like it's one of the lies that gets told to the youth is just mm-hmm. show up. Like it's yeah. not good enough to show up. You can't just show up. If you can just show up, anyone can show up, man. How are you sep- how are you going to be special? Yes sir. Right? Like you, you got to you got to show up ready. Yes sir. Yeah, man. I dude, that's I I think that's a strong thing to to hear is again, man, cuz and if you take it back to high school and even if you take it to college, I don't know how much high school athletics and college athletics as far as the social dynamic is similar. But I would assume if you're getting some accolades on a collegiate level, you probably got some options that were very similar to the options you get as a high school senior <laughs> when you're getting these kind of accolades as well. Or am I wrong about that? Nah, you're, you're right. You know, I never thought college, you know, was going to be like this. You definitely got options for everything because, I, you know, I got the option to go bigger. You know, I have the option to go Division One, and... You know, if it's anything, yeah, that's definitely what I want to do. That's my dream. That's my goal. I just want to make it in life, you know, and and like we said, just give back and show the youth like anything is possible. Just got to put in the work, the grind in the time. That's all. Man, dude, I'm I'm a little curious with COVID and everything going on. What's the um, like what's your football season in Jersey looking like? Is there one? Not right now. We got moved to the spring, actually. We're supposed to play like five games in the spring. But it's it has its good and its bad. You know, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because I'm missing football season right now. But then again, when I go back, 
it's going to be like a free year. But I also get to put in that grind to show the bigger schools that I'm ready. So I'll be a sophomore again. I'll basically be going in the spring, play these five games, and still be a sophomore after I do what I do with them five games. Oh, okay. Get close to a thousand. In five. Wait, did you say your goal is to get a thousand yards in five games? Yes, sir. You're talking about running and catching and punt returns and kick returns, right? Tell me you're talking oh. about all that, like all purpose yards. Oh, rushing yards. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. Thousand rushing yards. <laughs> Golly day. Tyreek. Tyreek, man. Tyreek. Yes, sir. I'm listening. <laughs> no, dude. I'll, I Can I tell you how much I love big goals? Can I tell you how gassed I get when <laughs> dudes... Right? You got to go for the stars. Shoot for the stars. Do the impossible. You know? I feel like if I did it once, I can do it again. Because believe it or not, my senior year of high school, I was at 1,000 yards in five games. Maybe six. Yeah, man, but Laurel don't count. You can't throw that Seaford game in there. Yeah, no. it's different in college. Yeah, you can throw it. It's much different in college. The game is fast. Like, dude, that's like, that's like me bragging about putting up 80 points as a middle school team when I did it against like Sussex Academy of Arts and Science or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we dropped 120 last night. Who'd you play? Greenwood Mennonite? Like, I'll stop. Hey, <laughs> competition is competition yeah dude and but that kind of gets back to the d3 thing where i think a lot of kids like i feel like a lot of kids at first would not want to go d3 yes right like um, and did you ever have that mentality where you're like man d3 is below me i'm better that that's for scrubs did you ever go through that honestly yes and and, and that's only because you know I, I know where I want to go, you know, I know where I want to be, and I, and I think I'm ready. You know, I have the passion for this game, I have the love for it, and, you know, it's always been my dream, and that goes again to my senior year, I went to a shepherd for a camp, and I'm killing, doing my thing. At the end of the camp, the coach asks me, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. Mm. So that's how I know, like, my game is different, and it, and it it's only going to get better. Like, I haven't been at the best me yet. I'm not even the best me yet. You know, I'm still in my prime. I'm still young right now. Right. Can you kind of help me and maybe help people listening to understand the types of dudes who are going to D3? This way they can understand if we ha- if I have an option to go D3 and continue my athletics maybe I should take it and not be salty and sit on a bench and try to walk on D one or something, or, you know, get upset. And all of a sudden I quit after my freshman year. Cause I think the coach hates me or whatever. I feel like that's how some kids get on themselves with it. Definitely. No, any division, no matter what it is, Juco, it's always a life changing opportunity. You know, like I said, it's all about what you do when you're there with that time you have with that 24 hours you have each day you're there, you know, you you can do anything you put your mind to. You just got to have that hunger, that grind, that ambition. You know, anything anything possible. You just got to have faith. You know, I just kept faith, kept grinding, you know, and that's when the door's still starting to open up now. And if I can tell any 
athlete or even if you're not an athlete just looking to go to school, it don't matter where you go. It don't matter where you go. It's all about what you do when you get there. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think so many people don't understand, like they want to almost go for the brand. Like, like, and, and right. I get it, whatever, if you want to put it to like something as simple as fashion, like got to have some Jordans or whatnot. And right. I know, I know nobody wants to wear a Skechers, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but like, if you got to go work out, I don't know if you want to like, like you can work out in anything. You don't have to be elite to put in elite work or you don't have to wear elite to put in elite work. Right. And I like, go ahead. Oh, just like you were saying, I think people go off the name, you know, just like everybody want to go division one, but you got to separate yourself from everybody else. I remember there was like 99% of the people, you know, don't make it to the professional level. You got to be that 1% to set your, separate yourself from the other 99 that's trying to get in as well to be that 1% to get in. Right. You know, so. What are you going to do to separate yourself to get you where you need to be in life? You know, and I think going division three for me is definitely turning things around in a good way. Talk a little more on that because and uh, I may maybe to set it up, what I'm thinking in my head is you're getting the ball. So Mm -hmm. to me, the more important thing would be and you said this about high school as well is can you find a spot where you have people who believe in you to put you in a position to shine? Because if you think you have bigger goals and you think you have that bigger talent, once you get that ball, ball don't lie, right? Like, yeah. like it, it's you, you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. Yeah. But like you were saying, it's just, you know, you, it's what you're going to do with it when you got it in your hands, you know, like there's nothing wrong with going division three. You got to crawl before you walk. You know, you just, you're not born walking, you know, you gotta, you gotta grow. So I feel like going division three, you get more you know, time to grow and develop yourself as a player, a person, you know, school, get the feeling of school the classes and everything before you actually try to go straight in and jump in the water, you know, you got to feel it a little bit. You can't just go straight in. How are those college classes compared to your high school experience? Um, I say they're kind of the same. It's college. It's like, as long as you go to class and do your work, you're going to pass. That's a, that's how I explain it to the youth. They think it's hard work, you know, they just smash you with work. Nah, to be honest, it's just like high school. You do most of your work in class. You got a little bit of homework. Sometimes don't even have homework most of the time, actually. It's just a lot of tests. It's more tests and exams, that's all. Right. Yeah, I, I it's funny because, again, it shows up with – or it goes back to – kids who think showing up is good enough. And I'm like, no, man, you got to show up and be ready. If you go to classes and just kind of listen and pay attention and engage, Mm -hmm. I I don't know about you, man, but for me, that was when the light went off in my head. I'm like, wait, so if I listen and think I'm going to be fine on these tests. Yes, sir. (laughs) Like, dude, that that, always said, as long as you come to class, you're going to, you'll get a C, you'll pass with a C. But you know, me like to settle for the average. You know, that's all you got to do is go to class and pay attention. 
yeah, dude, if you pay attention, Lord help you if you ask some questions, you're going to mess around and get an A. Exactly. That's all they want. <laughs> they want a little conversation just to make sure you're paying attention and learning a little something. Yeah, ex- right? Yeah, dude. I, I think that's something that kids could also learn as well is the the relational or the engagement in just taking apart. Again, not just sitting there and trying to stay awake or looking busy, but actually trying to think about and comprehend. Yeah, engage. Ask a question if you don't understand or try to make a point of your own to see if you can actually like speak on the level of the person who's teaching you because it's kind of it's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. You know, because you you never know what you may learn or you never know. Yeah. You never know what you may learn. Like, it's a lot to be learned out here in this world. You know, you can always use every little thing in a different aspect in life. Oh, yeah, know? man. Options. Options and experience. Yes, sir. Did you always want to be an accountant, Reek? Uh, yes. Really? <laughs> my uncles. I had, We have, like, two accountants in our family. Well, I'm the third. I would be the third once I finish school. My uncle was the first, and his son is the second okay anthony burton he went to cape as well he played with coach Moore, robert Moore. okay oh that's wow you're taking it back some years (laughs) (laughs) and so do you like it because you like numbers or you like it because you like that kind of boring desk job that's gonna let you work out when you get off the clock (laughs) no i love numbers i love numbers i've always been great at math you know i feel like I can handle money well. I love to count money, you know, and I love to make money. <laughs> and people make money, you know. Yeah. I'm getting to the investing stage right now, so learn a lot more about that. Man, good for you, man. That's something. That's something. It's so easy to spend. Man, I was at. I was checking out um, groceries today. Matter of fact. And um, I and I I'm I'm not one to judge people, but I'm one to think when I look at other people's actions. And I saw this dude pouring fifteen, twenty dollars into one of those like uh, lotto machines where you put a dollar. It's almost like a vending machine. You put a dollar in, and tickets come spitting out. And he's got like a kid in his cart. And I, again, no, like I get the lotto, right? Like I understand the concept of it. But I've always been the one to be like, dude, I want to be in control of my money. I don't want chance to be in control of my money. I want to invest my money. I'm the same way, coach. I'm definitely the same way. And that's one thing you taught me, that meeting we had. Like, I don't want to work for money. I want my money to work for me. Dude, it's beautiful. When you get to that place, man, if if more people had that mentality, and it's that easy. If you can just research, read a little bit on when you go to bed, is your money working for Even if it's a couple pennies, man, that stuff adds up after days, weeks, months, years. It definitely does. Man, that's good to hear. And how... Is there a challenge? So most people think math. They think kind of like basic math, I would assume. Is accounting, and I've taken a couple, I think I I started off as business. So I took a couple accounting classes, but mine was more about like balancing um, debits and credits. I never got into anything advanced. And I know you've, I believe you've only taken a year at this point, right? Um, I've I've been in there for a year, but. Like my credits is like I probably have more credits than what I'm supposed to have right now. Got you. As far as accounting or as far as just yeah. general? Oh, really? Okay. So you kind of so then you have some knowledge of accounting at this point. Yes, right now I 
and and not I, I thought it was gonna be a little challenging, you know. Well it still is. It's not easy, but you know, is is better than what I thought it was. And talk a little bit as as into the specifics as you can get. Cause I wonder if some kids think accounting and they think it's just different numbers versus the skills you learned in middle school, high school kind of transitioning or helping you in accounting. Um, like graphing, we do graphing and accounting. Okay. Oh, wow. It's in rechecks, um, bank transcripts, you know, reading the transit, like withdrawing, you know, depositing money in your bank, you know, you get to learn how to do taxes. So at that point, you, oh. you're you certified accountant, you know, you can do your own taxes for your own businesses or do other people's taxes, you know, and still get paid. Right. You know, work from home, you can, uh, accounting, that's like, you can do that job anywhere from home, all around the country. You can, you know, be accountant for professional peoples and businesses, you know. You never know where you can go with this, with this, you know, field. Is it super, like you got to be real detail oriented or is it more just making sure you're, well, I guess that would be detail oriented, making sure the numbers get put in some sort of like app or some sort of spreadsheet the right way? Yeah, you definitely, you know, it's not an easy job. You definitely have to, you know, have that book work right. You do spreadsheets, like I said, the checkbooks, you got to hold on to your papers, your receipts, you know, every little thing, you know, every piece of paper probably you purchase with something. When you swipe that card, you might want to hold on to that receipt. And dude, I'm curious when you were talking about doing taxes for people, how much does law or like the reading of tax laws come into the accounting versus just the ability to calculate? Mm. That's a good question. And honestly, I don't think if I have the answer to that right now. <laughs> well, I'm wondering Maybe if it comes later, right? Cut. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. What did you say, Coach? You're fine. Oh, no. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm wondering if that's more like your last year where you get more into tax law or if there are different, almost like different levels of nursing. You know, you can be like a nurse's aide, an LPN, an RN. There's like stages. Yeah, it's, it's, it's stages in in here you can be a cpa you know you can be a tax accountant you can be a a home an in-house accountant you know it's it's definitely different avenues with this you can work for the government even like it's 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 a lot it's like 104,000 accounting jobs in the world really good lord and i love those people and part of it too is and uh, just cause I'm a school teacher something I didn't know when I became a school teacher is like, there's literally one person usually in a room with no window. Um, so <laughs> you take, take that for what it's worth. The poor at when I've been working at beacon and Woodbridge, just a lady back there with receipts after receipts, after receipts, <laughs> after spreadsheets, just typing in these numbers, making sure things add up, making sure people know how much money is left, doing all the little things to get everybody else what they need. And right. people don't realize how valuable and how esteemed that person is regarded by everyone who works with them. Cause they're like, dude, if you're not here, we're screwed. We got nothing. 
And once you get to that point, man, that's a lot of job security if you're competent in it, you know? Exactly. Yes, sir. Man, that's interesting. Did you think growing up you'd be such a dork and be into numbers? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Probably not. No, honestly. (laughs) Dude, that's a... That almost takes me to, if you went big picture, you go NFL. And I've heard this with um, Jalen Brown, who's a guard for the Celtics. Uh-huh. I believe he represents himself. And he, and he negotiates his own contract because he went to University of California and uh-huh. he studied business. And he was like, dude, I'm not cutting somebody 10% to figure out something I could read on my own. Exactly. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do with accountants, man. They just trust them and then they kick them a fee where if you get in charge of your own, it's empowering because that can be transferred to your own business and then you can also have your side business. Exactly. Dude, that's a great mentality because, man, you make it, you know how to handle your money. And if you don't make it, whatever happens, right? Like you've Mm -hmm. got a real steady job and education to fall back on. Yes, sir. Like. It's a, it's it's a lifetime trade. I feel like you know, once you learn this, it's like you can do whatever you want. You can start your own business, right? You know, you can be an accountant for another business. You know, yeah. Regardless of your ACL, your MCL, your your mm-hmm. bicep, your tendons, right? Like physically, <laughs> you can be in a wheelchair and you can be an accountant. That's right. All you got to do is know numbers, know how to add, subtract, multiply. Nah, dude, that's very smart. It's very smart not going um, all eggs in the same basket. Like all the athletes who are like, I just want to be a gym teacher. And again, nothing wrong with being a gym teacher, but you're kind of limiting yourself to, you know, that physical presence, which you've always kind of had as a kid growing up if you're an athlete. Right. And it's better to diversify yourself. Yes, sir. Dude, talk to me now a little bit about this uh, studio you hope to open up. Because I, I know nothing about music, man. Educate me. Um, I actually been, you know, in the music all my life. You know, like I said, I play the drums still to this day. You know, I just started recording about two years ago. I got like two years under my belt. I planned on, you know, getting my license within the next month to start actually start my business and my clothing line. And a clue? Don't tell me you sketch and draw, dude. I don't sketch and draw, but I got family that does. Okay. Doing music too. I got, you know, my brothers do music, you know, and it's just running our blood. So I just feel like if I can open it up for us, why not, you know, help my, help my family as well. You know, we all into music and, and it's great. It's not just no, I call it rah-rah now, but, you know, <laughs> it's different. You know, I feel like, because I, I tell my story in a lot of my music. Like, if people listen, I tell what I've been through, you know, but I try not to curse now. I try to, you know, do music where I don't got to curse it gives you another audience if you cannot curse. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Exactly. And that's, you know, that's more money. <laughs> that's, dude, ex- yeah, sure is. Like you said, you got to be div- div- diverse. What's the um, genre, man, of your music? Um, Hip-hop, you know. Yeah, I, I would just say hip-hop. Gotcha. So are you 
producing the music and also trying to write it or are you more into like the beats production of it um producing i want to do both i want to make my own beats and i write my own music i write my own music till this day but right now since i don't really have any production equipment dude it's expensive yes it is (laughs) youtube i'll buy them off of youtube i'll buy the right license for it okay and then are you hoping for like that hip hop line kind of a clothing as well? Or are you trying to go in a different direction with that? Like women's wear or kids wear? <laughs> uh, everything. You know, Stop. I want to, I want to do each Avenue in the clothing line, the clothing brand, you know, kids, toddlers, you know, men, women, whatever. Okay. Wow. Just want to get my name out there in my business. That's all. Do you have a logo or a brand or anything like that that I should know about? I actually don't have a logo right now, but I actually have my my name is about to be filed. Is I can get a file right now. I actually just got my email about like last week. Like my name is approved by the state. So your name's going to be trademarked. Yes, my my company will be an LLC. Okay. Man. Damn, dude, I don't even have an LLC. That's how grown you are. <laughs> it's part of that field we were just talking about. You learn different things at a young age. You know, I'm 21 now. I start my first business now, you know, even by the time I'm 23. You never know what can happen. Dude, that's awesome, man. And you know what's what's super interesting to me is something I think about, and I guess I shouldn't call it interesting. I should, it, it, it's one of those things that makes me as a grown person, especially as an educator, worry that so many kids, so many, so many kids have all this potential and don't know the avenues. Just like what you were saying about this LLC, all of a sudden, like, did you have any idea you're leaving high school? You have some, some of these business ideas did you know these steps or did it take you having to go to this accounting degree in order to understand what actually has to happen to realize your dreams? I mean, I, I've always wanted to, you know, be a business owner as a, as a youngin as well, but I didn't know all this knowledge that I have now until I went to school and got into this field, you know, because they, actually give you the steps like the steps is given to you in front of you all you got to do is follow steps and you could be a millionaire one day off of a business one small bit and turn big yeah especially and i I love what you're talking about with your brothers and um being almost i don't want to call you a trailblazer i'm not trying to put your brothers down (laughs) or anything right but like just someone who can bring everybody together and just add some value. It's not like, man, we just talking. It's like, no, 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 man, here are the steps, right? Like I'm, I'm done with talking. What, what right. is the action? Okay. Here are the steps. I got it. Let's try to go next level. Like I think so many ideas never get to that person who cares about the people invested and who also wants it, want the ideas to go in steps next level. That's beautiful. You know- Go ahead, Coach. No, I just said that's beautiful, man. Like, it's beautiful to hear. Oh, yeah, you know. I just try to, you know, like I was saying, giving back, 
try to be a leader, a positive role model, you know, in a positive way. Like, you can make music in a positive way, in a positive tone, and still make it out of here and still do what you need to do. You know, it's like we saying, you got to have that hunger, that grind, that ambition and that passion. That's all it is. Man, and I'm curious, man, because you were talking about this. It's funny because, again, you – um. Well, I shouldn't say again because I don't think I mentioned it before. It was in my head. In our messages through Facebook, you were like, hey, coach, I'm off tonight, but I'm working the rest of the week in the evening. So are you taking classes and training for football and also holding a job? <laughs> yes, sir. Wow, dude. Yes, sir. But I still had got called in for work today. Oh, dude. So I'm costing you money. I don't know. No, no. Nah, no. No, no, not at all. You're not costing me money. I'm still here. I let my boss know. He's fine. He, he supports my dream as well. Gotcha. What's the, um, wait, and are you in New Jersey or are you, do you come down to Delaware and you like do some uh, online stuff or commuting? Um, I'm actually home commuting right now as we speak. I've been here since spring of last year, actually. Oh, uh, when COVID went down? Yes. Got you. And are all your classes going to be online this semester? Yes, sir. I'm going to take online classes at Dell Tech and then transfer my credits over once football season rolls around in in um, the spring. Gotcha. And why are you doing that? Why aren't you taking uh, online classes with the uh, university you're playing for? Um, I feel like I could save money. Smart. You know, Smart. You know, and yeah, save money. That's it, huh? Yes. Now, who helped you with that? Or are you just, as an accountant guy, are like, wait, man, let me do this math real quick. <laughs> Honestly, Coach, myself, you know, but I talked to my uncle. I know you're great friends with him. Haywood, you know, he's he's my, you know, stepping stone. Like, any issues I have, I present them to him. And he was like, you know, that's a great choice, you know. It lets me know I'm growing as an adult. Cause I'm starting to make the right choices on my own Man, and they're not easy choices. You know, it's life changing choices. Yeah. And dude, that's something Dude, I went to Dell tech for two years, man. I feel like I should be on the Dell tech hall of fame. Matter of fact, and then going there for, we called it 13th grade when I was there. I don't know if kids still call it that, but like there's some kids that feel like they could be a failure going to Dell tech where you're looking at it as wait, wait, can I check my bank account? Yeah, that don't look like a failure. <laughs> look at all the money I just saved. Do the credits transfer? Okay, then what's the issue? <laughs> nah, it's not It's not a failure because you're still taking classes, you know. I exactly. would take a free two years. You know, every student in Delaware gets a free two years at Delaware Tech. That's another stepping stone and another two years for you to save your money. Right? You can, like I am, you can get a job even while you're going to school and make more money than what you're saving from, you know, actually going to a bigger school or whatever. You know, you, you going, if they have your major, you're going to learn the same stuff as the other school one teach. Believe it or not. Right. Everything transfer over, you know, and I feel like going to Dell Tech was, a big plus for me. That's how I got into William Patterson. Like I had to go to Dell Tech first. I had to take two semesters yeah. before I even go. Now, and I'll, I'll tell on myself a little bit, hopefully to make you feel comfortable. Um, so I'm, like currently I'm a reading specialist, right? 
I didn't, I didn't qualify to get into University of Delaware. I had to go to Dell Tech. So I didn't realize Dell Tech can make you take like high school classes where you got to pay for them and they don't count for credits. So there's like an entry level four credit English, four credit math. Well, you got to take an entry exam to get into Dell Tech. Just, just like I grew up not caring about those exams and the reason my SAT scores were most likely lower than yours was the same reason I didn't care about that Dell Tech exam. I get into that in class and they're like, yeah, man, this is remedial reading. This is a high school credit. We're giving you one last chance to care about this test so you don't have to waste your time on these four credits and pay. I think it might have been like $400 at the time. Right. Dude, I tested out of both of them things like it was like like it was making a pancake, like scrambled eggs. <laughs> it was just easy, you know? And I and I remember leaving being like, "Sean, what is wrong with you?" Like, dude, can you start trying? Yes, and sir. but I feel like a lot of people look at Dell Tech like it's is something below but once i got out of that class man every single other class i took prepared me for any like university of delaware wilmington university um i've taken college classes with american education like it's it is man it's teachers are going to tell you what to read they're going to talk to you about some stuff pay attention ask some questions take some notes think and you're going to be fine exactly that's all you gotta do yeah Dude, did you get stuck in any – well, no. Actually, I don't know this. Did you get stuck in any of those remedial Dell Tech classes or did you test out of them? Oh, no, I tested out of them. You don't need Even. to brag. You don't need to brag, Reek. I, I was <laughs> looking for you to be on my level, man. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't bragging, Coach. You know? Yeah, they, they, they made me test them as well and take the test as well. But yeah, Even at William Patterson, you got to do the same. It's like uh, placement tests. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's funny, man. Again, it, it, if you really think about what you start doing all the way down in third grade, man, these placement tests and how easy it is not to care, kids got to start caring, man. If, if you want to avoid a little extra time, a little extra money, if you just do well on placement tests, you're good, man. You're golden. Exactly. Yeah, man. And dude, so where do you hope to go? Do you have a D1 dream or do you not want to jinx it because you feel that's um, too much of a superstition of yours nah it's not a superstition it's nothing to hide coach like you said you can check my social media you know the accolades is there for a reason <laughs> you know of course i want to grab the attention to bigger schools um because you know, like i said we had the dream like this could be my job one day like right. it was taught to be my salary so yes i want to go division one you know i think i could play in the big 10 really Yes, sir. Wait, man, you got to give me how, – how tall are you at this point? Because I don't remember when we dapped each other up, dude. I, w- I want to say – I want to say uh, – again, yes, I, I don't even I don't even want to say, man, because I'm looking at the social media and I'm like, I don't know if dude was a little skinny when I saw him or if maybe I just let myself go and I was bigger than I remember myself. <laughs> no, I'm about 5'6", a good 165, solid. Oh, man. I think I got about 2% body fat. Yeah, so you just straight like Darren Sproles type. Yes, sir. Everybody compares me to him, you know? Yeah, and right. I, I take it. No yes, doubt. What I mean, how many years did he play in the league? 14 years or something like 14, that? Yeah. Yes, sir. 14. Yeah, dude. And he didn't go to like a – did he go to legit school? Do you know what college he went to? Um, No, nah, it wasn't that big though. It wasn't too big. 
Yeah, I don't remember him being like a hyped guy. Um, I, I remember people talking about because it's always it's like Drew Brees going to Purdue, like five ten. You can't be a quarterback. Russell Wilson go to Wisconsin. You can't be a quarterback. You're too small. But then it's these dudes who do all the little things, and all of a sudden you're professional. You can show up, and there you have it. It's all about heart, though, and right? That work ethic. That's all. What and I, that'd be something cool to know about too. What's a big difference if there is a big difference when you go from playing ball in high school to playing ball in college? What's something people should know that they got to prepare for? Oh, the speed. You better, you know, you might want to tighten up your shoes. It gets faster. <laughs> you know, it's very fast. You know, like because I know we run no huddle, so it's no huddling. You know, you got to be ready, prepared. You got to have the the lungs, you know, the eating, the proper eating, the proper training. Oh, man. That's all it takes. Dude, yeah, that's something super interesting. And I didn't realize diet mattered till yes, maybe sir. till maybe I had money when I was like 30, where I started really like buying good food. How are you dealing with that as a college kid, man, trying to eat well? <laughs> <laughs> no, being, I'm, I'm not a very picky eater, but you know, I had to change my diet. I stopped eating a lot of fats. Like I don't eat pork. You know, I, you know, I eat everything else. Chicken. You know, I love noodles. You know, believe it or not, ramen noodles put a lot of weight on you. Okay. Yes, I eat a lot of tuna fish, steak, lamb. You know, rice. Of course, my greens. I don't drink sodas. No, so. you gave up. Did you have to give it up, or you were never a soda drinker? It's common to both. You know, I was. <laughs> I stopped drinking sodas like in middle school. Okay. I it's like I felt it gave me a lot of cramps. I felt like yeah, a lot of sodas and stuff. I start to cramp up. You know, so I was like, nah, I'd rather drink juice. You know, apple juice, I mean, orange juice is my favorite to drink. Dude, that's something. Um, and how often do you eat fast food, man, with your 2% body fat? <laughs> I don't even like spending money. <laughs> <laughs> Not even on the dollar menu. You don't even no. want to grab some nuggets real quick on the way home. Nope, I go home and make me a meal. Yeah, dude. See, I think I think that's a separator right there, man. Like that's such a basic choice that people don't get is that that dietary. Let me go to Wawa, grab this hoagie or whatever, or let me try to cook up some rice and a meat, you know? Yes, sir. Man, that makes a difference. God, tell me something bad you do, man, because I'm too impressed. With- no, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Talk a little bit about about. Off-season workouts and practices compared to what you knew in high school when you got to college? Honestly, everything I learned in high school, I transferred it over into college. You know? Really? Yes, sir. Like, honestly, I put all my weight on by myself. You know, I haven't really had a full college experience of training, you know, in a full postseason workout. Like, I kind of did. Well, I really didn't because as soon as I came in, I came in two weeks late starting my freshman year, you know, and this COVID stuff happened. So, mm, yeah, that's a good the weight room. But, you know, I 
kept a gym membership. I still got a gym membership. I go like five days a week, if not six. You know, and I work out, run the beach Sunday mornings. You know, stay with the ladders, hit the football field. Like, I just got the passion for it. You know, it's like. Are you getting these drills, though, from like your high school coaches? Are you YouTubing this kind of stuff? You got a trainer or where's the how are you putting your workouts together? YouTube is my best friend. Yeah, man. YouTube. Learn a lot, you know, and got a couple guys that are doing with me, you know. And I'm actually recruiting guys that come up to Willie P. Like, I got Rasheed Woods up there. Oh, you got Lulu? Yes, sir. Oh, no way. Yes, sir. I miss that dude, man. I got to coach with him for, was it one year? Yeah, I got to coach with him for one year, man. And uh, no, no, no shade on Coach Burton. But I'm, I might take Coach – no, I'm just kidding. I can't say that's Coach Burton because Coach Burton's coming back next year. <laughs> but, dude, Rasheed was awesome with the kids, man. Talk So similar to you, man, just about that work, about that effort, about that heart, about the what's the detail. Pay attention. Are we ready kind of a thing, man. Yes, sir. Oh, that's awesome to hear. I didn't know that. Yes, sir. Who's quicker? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, that's still my guy. That's my guy. You know, we got the same, you know, concept. So, Dude, I love him. kids used to think they could bully that man and they didn't realize he had that grown man strength on him. And he would just toy with them boys, man, at middle school practice. It was hilarious, dude. And you know what's more hilarious? When Coach Burton thinks he still has them middle school skills and the middle school boys tear him up. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all the time. I don't even get out there with them no more, dude. I'm like, dude, I'm not messing with them boys, dude. Go ahead, Coach Burton. I'm not messing with them like that. <laughs> dude, so that's something – Man, that's awesome. That's something that, again, speaks to your leadership is trying to get dudes to come out and work out so y'all can push each other. Because I'm sure it makes it that I'm, – I'm sure it makes each rep that much more valuable when you know someone else is going to be there, exactly. whatever, judging you, <laughs> competing with you, where you just get into that mind frame of let me be better. You said it right there. Yeah. It, it ups the competition, you know, and – pushing me to go harder, you know, cause I got, I know I got someone that's, you know, on the same level as me and we're trying to, you know, do the same thing. You know what I mean? We're, we're trying to just prevail, you know, Yeah. the change, you know, man. And was there much of a difference as far as the practice when you went from high school to college? So high, most people would think a high school is what, like a two hour practice. And I, I've never coached football. I've only been around basketball practices. <laughs> right. But I'm yeah. wondering how similar those practices are as you get to that next level. It's very different. You know, high school, I feel like we did more contact in college. I feel like you don't do as much contact, you know, they're into more of the health, the health, you know, trying to keep everybody safe, you know, no injuries. But we had like three hour practices, you know, we had meetings every day, film, um, Study hall. That's another thing you don't do in high school like that. It's different. Yeah, because if you fail off, man, like that coach might mess around and lose his job if he believed in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. What's the film difference like? 
or is there a film difference as far as how much film you're watching in um, high school to college? Honestly, with me, I watched film in high school as well a lot. Like I watched film on my own still to this day in college too. I watched film on my own. You know, I take notes. You know, I try to, you know, look at my bad more than my good plays so I can know what I can do better in those type of situations. You know, how I could, you know, catch them on a better angle. How can I, you know, what moves should I use when, when the defender's in a certain position? You know, I look at those type of things. I try to look at, you know, cutting against the green, you know, everything, just to better my game. That's the whole point of me looking at film. So I heard something. Who was I listening to? Um, DeAndre Ayton. And I'll, I don't want to assume anything, but I'm going to assume that you're familiar with DeAndre Ayton. He's the center for the Suns, number one pick like two years ago. A little bit. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not really, you know, a basketball fan like that. Yeah, because I ruined your dream back in seventh <laughs> and eighth grade. Um, but something he told – he was on a podcast and something he said which stuck out to me because I've tried to show film in middle school and it annoys me because I look at all 10 people. I look at all – whatever, 20, mm-hmm. 26 feet by 84 feet of court. <laughs> and you start talking to kids and all they want to do is look at themselves. So right. DeAndre Ayton was talking about, it's his second year in the NBA. He got suspended for 25 games. He was using, um, he got caught using a controlled substance. So he was out. He said it was the first time he learned to watch film and not look at himself, but look at everything around him. And mm-hmm. I, I thought you had mentioned that and I'm, again, I'm not too familiar with football. When you're talking about, oh, man, that would be a good spot to cut against the grain. Mm-hmm. To me, I hear that and I see you. I take that as you're watching film as like all 11 defenders versus yes, sir, I'm just Harry. looking at myself. No, nah, not myself. I watch the other guys more than I watch myself, honestly. Like you were saying. Yeah, man. I don't – Did were you always like that or did it have to – did, was that just a maturity thing that you got to come to eventually? No, I matured. It was, it developed over time, you know, definitely like with my uncle, studying film with my uncle. He's the one that like really helped me develop my game into where I need to be, like in where I'm on my way to go. Like he helped me watch film. Like we would spend hours, you know, in his kitchen just watching film, talking about everything, what I could have did better, you know. Just give me tips because he always told me, like, coming out of middle school, he always would say, I ain't have no shake. I ain't have no moves. He was like, man, you need to go to McDonald's and order you a milkshake or something. (laughs) No moves. So, yeah, that's when I started, like, practicing, training harder, watching film, watching. I actually watch YouTube highlights of other running backs and wide receivers every day. I kid you not. Right? Yes. Let's see how... What I can do, you know, take from them and interpret it in my game. Right. Yeah, man. I like, again, I, all I can reference is basketball and all I see dudes trying to emulate is a step back. And I'm like, can, can, can we do a little more? <laughs> can we do one? Can we get three or four moves? Maybe get a foul somewhere instead of just worrying about this step back. But that's something where I've realized pretty quick, like these kids all they want to do is watch highlights. And then what I noticed is so many of them slow it down and they actually are looking at like, where are the feet? 
Where are the yeah. hands? Where's the yes. ball? What's the placement? And you don't think they're doing that, but they are. And it's amazing. Definitely. I pay attention to all the little details, every detail. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's that, I mean, that's, that's what you would need to do um, to get next level. You know, yes. it's all details. Dang, Tyreek. I'm trying to think of, is there something that we have not, is there something we haven't gotten into, man, that you wanted to talk about a little bit? Let me be polite and ask you, cause you've been so polite. Um, I'm not really, I feel like we covered like every area, you know, just to give a little feedback about myself. Yeah. Dude, I love what you had to say about the classrooms. Show up, have a good night's sleep, be ready, engage in the class. Um, actually, you know what? Let's talk about a little bit. How did you stay positive when things weren't going your way? Because I feel like a lot of dudes, if they're great in high school, great in middle school, then they get to high school, they got to wait their turn. Great in high school, get to college, got to wait their turn. How do you get yourself to that place of, man, I'm just going to stay ready. I'm not going to blame. I'm going to put in work. How do you mm-hmm. get there? Um, I pray. You know, oh. I pray about the situation. You know, I work harder, you know, just try to keep going, keep pushing, you know, just knowing I can't give up because it's all for a purpose, you know, and good things come to those who wait, you know, and I'm always willing to wait my turn, you know, I'm not in a rush, I don't want to rush no things, you know, so I just keep myself calm, sane, and not just try to get, you know, too carried away or mad because I'm not starting or I'm not, you know, getting as much reps as I should be right now. Yeah, in my mind, I'm like, I'm ready. You know, coach play me like right now. But then again, you know, you got to wait your turn, you know. And when your time comes, that's when you got to show them. You, you ready to be the number one man. That's what I had to take for me coming into my freshman year of college, even in high school. It was the same way. Dude, I'm curious because that's something I try to encourage. I'll have a parent meeting. And again, dude, I'm a middle school coach. I'm not really much of a coach, right? But I understand many principles of coaching. And I always tell parents, when your child's upset, when your son's upset, have them come talk to me. Let me explain to him what he needs to do to get what he wants. Right. And I'm curious what your relationship and interactions have been when you've been frustrated or any advice you would give kids on... Hey man, I tried this, this didn't work, but if I approach my coach in this way, it does work. Or I don't even talk to the coach. I just, every rep I get, I'm all about showing it. I'm just curious what the communication towards a coach when you're feeling frustrated can be like, or should be like. Um, you know, just not letting your feelings get the best of you, you know, still have that same respect, that same, you know, manner, you know, cause Frustration does happen with everything, you know. You just got to stay so, you know, sane, you know, not letting your feelings go overboard, you know, and just talk to your coach, you know, whether it's during practice, after practice, whatever, and just figure out where you're messing up at, you know. That's what you should figure out. Or ask yourself, what are you doing wrong? Or what can you do to better the situation that you're in right now? Like, what can you do to change where you're at? And have you gone to any of your coaches as far as like college or in high school? 
and tried to have those conversations or were you more like quiet and reserved? Oh, no. Like I'm a quiet guy in general, but when it comes down to business, I always ask questions first without like, I just don't want to go in blind, you know? So even if it's with a new play coming in, you know, you in college, you get new plays every day. You about get, you probably get 10 and don't run none of them in the game. But still, <laughs> you got to know what you're doing, you know? So I ask questions rather than going in and jumping in, not knowing what I'm doing, because then that's going to get the other guy an advantage to get in front of me or for me to lose my spot. Gotcha. Yeah, man, that's a great point, too. I didn't even think about that. Like dudes could be all sorts of confused and not want to look stupid versus wanting to look again, almost like in class, like, let me look engaged, man. So I don't lose this spot and give someone else the opportunity. Right. Man, that's a great point, Tyreek. All right, man, Tyreek, man, I thank you for your time and I'm going to get you out of here on this. Okay. So I want you to start thinking of a cool little story that you want to tell about yourself. All right. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to ask for is your best first for last. We've saved the best first for last. Sponsored by Abstinence. Waiting makes it worthwhile. What you mean by that? You know what I mean by that. Everyone asks that, dude, believe it or not. I, I've had, what did I tell you, 103 episodes on this thing at this point? And yes, actually, I, I think you're my 84th guest. Um, only three people have been like, Oh, everyone else gets a little self-conscious. Don't feel bad about it. It, what I do is I'm a little bit of a sociologist. I'm really interested when I get to know someone, some of their cooler first experiences, the first time that they blank, however your mind takes it. I feel like everyone has a whole bunch of firsts in their life that have done something for them. So since this will be the last thing that people on this podcast will get to know about you, all I do is I call the segment your best first for last. Well, I would say spending my time incarcerated. Oh, man. Yeah, the time I spent, you know, in jail, you know, it taught me a lot. No, really. That's the reason why I'm here, where I am today. Like I said, it it allowed me to, you know, sit down and think about my life, you know, look at life in a different perspective because, you know, I haven't always been this, you know, great guy I am today. You know, I had my flaws, you know, everybody got their flaws. You know, I come up from poverty. Of course, if I'm coming from poverty, I had parts of being in the streets, you know, and that's another thing, like, why I want to get, I don't want to say get bigger, but, like, inspire, you know, the youth that the streets ain't always the answer, you know, who wants to be going in and out of jail, you know, because I feel like that's the problem with my with my, not just my community, but the ones that look like me, you know? Dude, there's no doubt if anything has happened during COVID, it's shown us, and 
some of the statistics that I've been made aware of are, and you don't like to curse, I will, just completely fucked up. Like, dude, in D.C., you're 19 times more likely to get arrested if you're black than white. Like, America has 3%, I believe I'm correct on this, America has 3% of the world's population, 25% of the world's incarcerated population. That don't make any sense. Like, like it, the, the system is rigged against all sorts of people and in specific young black men, because mm-hmm. the majority of people who make the decision for your future at that moment, when those lights go on in your rear view, do not look like you have not lived like you and do not yep. understand how to communicate and deescalate. They're not even taught that. And that, that's a very real thing, man. Yes, sir. Like the system is, you know, it's easy to get in and it's hard to get out of. It don't want you to get out, man. It profits if you're in it. It's always set up for you to fail and come back, you know, hundred percent. They call it a trap. It's a trap. That's all it is. God, I wish, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to elaborate, but I want to, so I'm a huge podcast guy, man. And, um, I can't, I guess I listened to too many to remember the specifics, but I do remember I heard, I believe it's the Innocence Project, where bail, as far as you had to have cash bail, only started like 80 years ago. And I may be, it may only be 70 or something like that, where how many people get arrested for something and have to sit in jail because they cannot afford the bail? Hey. And now you get fired. Or now, now your family is wondering, or now they got to hawk something to get that cash and now they're behind or they don't pay their light bill to get you out or their rent to get you out. And, and it's like, why are we doing that? Why? Yeah. I mean, you're innocent until proven guilty. Even if you are guilty, you're innocent until proven guilty. Why are we treating you like you're guilty right away? I don't know why you do, but like for me, I couldn't afford my bill the first time my bill was set at 200 thousand dollars and 10 percent of that is twenty dollars i know my family didn't have it so i had to sit you know seven months and you know vote got us a lawyer you know well got me a lawyer my family helped you know my grandma was selling dinners i had cash put up you know and getting a lawyer is what you know changed my life you know because the public defender was trying to give me eight years for the situation I was in. That's the lowest he could give me. Dude, you were facing eight years and you were 18? Yes, sir. 17. Oh Turning 18. Oh my God, dude. I had no idea, Tyreek. Yes, sir. 15 charges, eight of them felonies. Dude, you got charged with eight felonies? Yeah, but it got dropped down to one felony. I just have one right now. Yeah, no, but dude, even to get charged with that many, 15 charges. Yes, sir. Dude, that, that's another thing that people that I was hearing about. The fact that if you can't afford whoever the lawyer is, like there's a lawyer for every situation. Some yes, dude sir. that is somehow connected. Nobody knows how. <laughs> his brother, his father, his uncle. Somehow <laughs> he's the guy that can plea bargain to get you out of stuff. Exactly. And if you don't have the money or the network to find that guy or that, that girl, it could be anybody, that yes, person, sir. then – like that public defender, they're over and they're not making that money. They don't care, man. They're just trying yeah. to get through their day. Exactly. 
Dude, 20, you had to stay seven months in because you couldn't afford bail, waiting yes, for sir. your trial. Waiting for my court date, yes, sir. Oh, my gosh, Tyreek. Yes, sir. Dude, talk to me a little bit, as much as you want to. Talk to me about, and the listeners, about that seven months. I'm assuming that's that time where you came to the realization because you have nothing but time at that point. Right. Um. After my senior year, you know, I got arrested in March. You know, didn't come home until September, August. And I had violated again, so I had to do an extra month. So, you know, and just sitting in there and experience that atmosphere, you know, that's that's the atmosphere you don't want. You know, eating slop every night. You got to wake up four in the morning. You get three meals a day. And it's... It's enough to just feed your baby. You know, you don't even get seconds. You can't get seconds. You get juice with no sugar. You know, you don't even get knives and forks. You get a sport. <laughs> so it's, it's very different, you know, in the way they treat you in there, you know. It's not a place you, you want to be. So, you know, if anybody just listening, you know, make the right choices, you know, because... Anything can be taken in a second. Man, so you didn't, did you have to do summer school? How did you wind up graduating high school, man? If you missed that much time. I was actually able to do my classes, my major classes in, while I was incarcerated. I did my senior project, you know, my principal and a couple other, my teachers, even my football coach, Jed Bell. You know, came in to visit me while I presented my senior project. Love Coach Bell. Coach Bell's a great guy. Yes, sir. I love him to death. He's the reason why I met William Patterson here today, too, as well. He's a great guy. You know, and, you know, they just trusted me. You know, I told him, like, once I got out of this situation, I want to, you know, do the right thing. You know, go back into school, get back into school. You know, chase my dream. You know, I got a son on the way at the time. You know, I want to make his life as where he don't have to go to, through what I went through. Man, that that realization, I almost feel like that's a lot of weight to put on a 17, 18-year-old kid. R- regardless of the choice, I'm, I'm amazed by the maturity that you're like – I don't want my son to have to deal with this kind of stuff, man. That's a lot of weight, man, for a 17, 18-year-old kid. Yeah. Man. And dude, if you if you wind up getting this accounting degree, and I'm almost positive you will, Lord willing. Like the the life options that your son's gonna have from breaking that kind of cycle, Tyree. I mean, it's it's not Whatever, like, you know, sometimes they talk about sports money being generational wealth, like generation on generation on generation. Uh-huh. A college degree can be the same kind of opportunity wealth. That's right. When a kid grows up in a home with someone who's on salary that can pay all these little fees, get them into all these extracurriculars. I mean, it's yeah. a different that they know their dad's going to be home at night and on the weekends. Exactly. It's a different kind of life for that kid, man. And most times those kids are not spending seven months waiting on bail. Damn, dude. I had no idea. Yes, sir. 
It happens, though, you know. It's all a learning experience, you know. It's another thing I learned where I don't want to go back to, you know. So I'm thankful. I'm not... I'm not excited that I was in there, but I'm, you know, thankful that God set me down early. It was the early stage, you know, so I didn't have to experience as I got in my 20s and got older. You know, I got it right in there as I was young and just hitting the the adult mark, kind of. Yeah, because, man, it's the the court system may, may have a little bit of mercy on a young adult. Mm-hmm. They got no right. sorts of mercy on, on an adult. No, sir. No, sir. I mean, it's you're you're right about that, dude. You're 24 and you make those same choices. People look at you a completely different way. Yep. Dang, Tyreek. I had no idea, man. Dang. Good for you, man. Good. Good for you. The fact that you can overcome this stuff, you can talk about it. And I don't know how long did that seven months feel, man. So the longest time. And I don't even want to call it locked up, man. I went to basic training and we felt like it was jail. We got 4 a.m.s. We get no seconds. You know, fat boys can't get donuts. They're over there trying to beat us up for our donut because we're making weight. They're not. But you, you're at least getting paid, right? Like, you know, I'm getting out. You, you look at the military like a step up. That's how we all looked at it. Yeah. How long was that? Seven months, man. That's a, that's a school year. It was long. It felt like it was never going going end. You know, I just was praying. You know, praying for it because I never had a. It was never a date on my official court date. So I was basically, I went to my first court date, and that's when the public defender was like, you know, that's the lowest I can get you. And I told him, you know, I'd rather talk to an attorney and buy my own attorney. And after that, I didn't have a court date. For seven months, in, in August, I got sentenced, you know, a year of probation, and, you know, and was released within, like, two weeks, and, you know, the judge was, like, he want to see me do great things, you know, you know, things happen, blah, 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 you know, and I'm, you know, going to keep my promise, you know, I want to make a, a impact on the youth lives, you know, that goes through these situations or to prevent them from going through these type of situations to make better choices, you know, and just follow their dreams. Anything can happen. And I don't mean, and if I'm getting too personal, man, you don't have to answer, but, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't feel we need to get into too much of the specifics about the charges, mm-hmm. but I like what you said about the choices and I'm sure you've looked back on whatever incident occurred. And again, dude, I have, I literally had no idea, Tyreek. I literally had no idea that it was that serious. Can you talk a little bit about different choices? When I think of all the bad things I've done <laughs> in my life, I think of multiple times. It was almost like God gave me a way out. Like there was like four different times. He was like, Sean, stop, you idiot. Here's your exit. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Was it one of those situations where when you look back, you feel you had multiple opportunities to avoid what eventually happened? Or did it just happen too quickly that you almost needed to avoid the entire scene? I would say it happened too quickly. Like I would need to avoid the whole scene, you know? You know, like I said, things happen, but 
you know, like you said, it's like God brought me out of it, you know, and he's like, that's not where you belong, you know, that's not the type of lifestyle you're supposed to be living, that's not what you need to be doing, you know, you got a different purpose here on earth, so I'm blessed to have this second chance, you know, even after I did all that time, you know, being able to go to college, like, you don't hear about yeah. this. Yeah, you for know? sure. And I was blessed to be accepted, you know, from other schools, even though I got the situation I'm going on, you know, they're able to work with me to know that I'm changing into a better person than what I was before. And with the situation I had gotten, I'm learning to control myself you know, in different type of situations and be more respectful and use my manners. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and dude, the only reason I ask again, cause I always try to learn is it, is it one of those? And it has to be so hard again, if you're 17, 18, dude, you're just hanging with your boys. You, you like for us, it was like, um, DMX, like ride or die type fellas, right? Like, like we just ride together. We die bad boys for life. Like Will Smith and Martin Lawrence that came out when I was about your age at this time. Right. So that was our thing. And it's so easy just to get in the car, to go in the house. Someone gets some idea and you're like, yeah, man, let's handle that. You, my boy, I got you. I got you. I got you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's almost impossible for a kid at 17 or 18, especially in somewhere small like small like Woodbridge, where relationships are everything. Yes, sir. To to be like, nah, man, I'm gonna let you go on your own. Like you never leave your people. Right. And but in some cases you have to. Exactly. Like, and I cut you off, coach. No, dude, go. Some situations you have to, and you know, that's what I'm that's what I've been doing now you know, cutting off the people that don't grow or help me grow. Cause if I surround them around me, I'm only going to be what they are. You yeah. know, I, so I surround myself with people who has the same mindset. Ambition. Ambition. Yes, the, sir. The right kind of ambition. Did you have a feeling when whatever that morning, that evening, that afternoon, that some stuff was going to go down or you had no clue what you were stepping into? Mm. And I if feel you, like, and I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to cut you off. I don't mean to put you on the spot. You can absolutely uh, not talk about it again. I'm just trying to paint a little bit of a picture. So if I always feel like sometimes a spirit, the, the spirit, if you believe in God, it's God's spirit. If you believe in your mother, your grandmother, it's their words, your conscience. I feel like people got that voice and sometimes they silence it, which is why I'm asking. Cause I feel like a lot of kids with your kind of potential, might hear that they they might again knock on that door and be like man something don't feel right man or my boy right. acting weird man i shouldn't be and you almost need to listen to that that good feeling yes sir yeah right and that's why i was asking man i'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything no, it's fine i did feel like you know once things were building up to that to that situation like yeah things was going to go left mm. you know because i was trying to avoid it but you know like you said I hear that voice, you know, in my head after such amount of time, me trying to avoid the situation and the person just keep coming, keep coming back and back. So after a while, I just, it was hard to control at that time, you know, and I did what I did. No, I don't regret it because, you know, things happen, but I've learned from it. You know, it's not like I really wanted to get in trouble. 
But then again, protecting me and my family comes first. Right. Yes. Yeah, and that's something, and I've, and again, dude, I grew up poor, but I've not been in many situations where I've really felt endangered. I think only maybe two or three times in my entire life have I actually felt like if shit went down, I'm a, I might not make it out. Right. Only, only, only two or three times. And dude, that you start thinking of things and processing things a completely different way. And the reason I bring that up is because I feel like a lot of lawyers, police officers, now police officers with their daily job, they most likely feel that at some point, but I don't know if growing up, they feel that to understand and have empathy of what you do in those situations. I don't know if most judges who are lawyers grew up in places where they feel endangered every Mm -hmm. here and there. So it's very hard for them to have empathy. And these are the people making decisions on your fate. Yes, sir. Which I think people who listen hopefully can understand how serious it can get so quick. Exactly. Yes, sir. Because you said it best, dude. Like if it's me or him, it's going to be him. Like that's the mentality, right? Like I protect mine. Yes, sir. And the people making decisions based on your, on your decision did not grow up making that same decision. So they don't get it. They just look at it black and white kind of a way, like the law, not the law. What's the law. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Yeah, man. That, that, I think that's super important. I like how you said that gut feel. Cause I feel most kids get pretty much raised right where they kind of know and you, you almost got to roll. Dude, just trust it. Just trust. What would you, did you have an opportunity to leave where maybe you'd have got teased a little bit, got called a punk or whatever, or were you kind of, once you're around it, you're just stuck? I could, you know, I tried to avoid it. You know, I tried to walk away, you know, talk to my uncle, had him blowing up my phone all night, you know, and like I said, I can only, you know, once I get to one point, it's like, it is what it is. You know, I try to avoid it, but hey, things happen. Gotcha. You never thought about just like throwing your phone away, hiding in a bathroom? <laughs> no, not, not at that time, honestly. No. Yeah, man. Because I mean, dude, what what 17 year old man is going to do that? Like, ain't nobody trying to be a punk, you know? It's not even about being a punk, you know. It's, really? It's, it's just about, you know, sometimes you do, you do the right things. You know, I don't... The wrong don't, way? Yeah, the wrong way, yeah. Okay, I'm with you, man. Got you. And again, I know nothing about the situation. I don't want to um, just harp on your past. I just, it's funny because eventually, like I was looking at you being poked, but it's seeming like it's more one of them things where you just got to stick up for your family and you're just right. trying to support people. Right. All right. Yeah. Then that makes total sense. Tyreek, man, we're going we gonna to end it there because I don't want to spend too much time. I don't want to give too much time to the past when you got so much time in your future, man. And it's exactly. 
it, yeah, it looks bright, dude. I love the fact that you're being smart about classes you're taking at Dell Tech. I love the fact that you're promoting hard work, showing up, good night's sleep. The fact, dude, that you're taking classes, the fact that you're working, the fact that you're training, that's three things right there. I'm wondering how many people, how many high school seniors last year with COVID kept a job, kept training, exactly. and kept their classes right. <laughs> yeah, not many people, not many. It's a separator, man. It's a separator. It sure is. Tyreek, I am so glad I got um, some of your time, man, to get to know you. It was great seeing you. Man, that feels like a lifetime ago at this point, but it was what, like January or something like that? Yeah, around that time. All right. Hey, man, did you open that 529? Tell me you opened that 529. No, I didn't, but I got into the acorns, though. Oh, did you? Okay. I got it on my phone. Got you. What was the first stock you bought? Um, I haven't, you know. Oh, Reek, you missed it. You missed the airlines, man. You missed the airline stocks, Tyreek. <laughs> we weren't talking about that. <laughs> dude, you going to find it. There's always stocks to buy, man. Yes, sir. All right, man. Dude, look into that 529 for your son. I'm telling you, dude, even $10 a month, that stuff will grow and it will it'll pay for a year, if not four, of your son's college education. Mm-hmm. Tyreek, thank you so much for allowing us to get to know you. Thank you so much for your honesty and um, your positivity, man. I loved it, Tyreek. I, I loved it. Coach, I appreciate you for having me on this podcast, you know. Like I said, I just want to inspire, you know, and share my story with others. I have nothing to hide. No, nah, man. And yeah, and I like the the work ethic um, that you're bringing. And I hope, I hope whenever it comes to an end and you're like that accountant, you don't get fat and you keep coming out around the kids, Tyreek. <laughs> hey, always, always. <laughs> I love it, dude. All right, man, dude. Thank you so much for your time, Tyreek. And um, I'll talk to you later, man. I'll see you around. Hey, thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. You're welcome, man. Have a good night. You too. See you. Thanks to Tyreek for coming on the Getting to Know You pod with the hope of inspiring younger kids to not make the same mistakes he did, and for older people who are decision makers to realize when younger kids, young men, do make those mistakes, they really do need that second chance. Keep grinding, Reek, and I appreciate you not holding a grudge that I cut you <laughs> back in middle school. Thanks to AndrePsyche.com for sponsoring the Getting to Know You pod. Go to AndrePsyche.com for some trippy merch that's going to be worth checking out. And if you have not already, friend and follow the Getting to Know You pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. The word of the pod. The word of the pod seems appropriate. Aspirations. Aspirations is the word of the pod. Post that word on any of our social media or tag the Getting to Know You pod when you use it in yours and you can get a shout out on our very next podcast. Also, don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review the Getting to Know You pod on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform. And finally, again, if you or someone you know would like to become a sponsor of or advertise on the Getting to Know You pod, we would love to partner with you. We have a wide-ranging global audience that would like to get to know more about your brand or business. All you need to do is message us. Later.